everyone enjoys a holiday. At Christmas time, many of the billions of professing Christians around the world celebrate Christmas as serious religious time. The birth of Jesus Christ was a momentous historic occasion. But was His birth on December 25th? And have the meaning and message of His birth been lost and overshadowed by tradition and commercialism? Many non-Christians celebrate this season of the year as a secular holiday, enjoying vacation time and family reunions. Pre-Christian traditions also dominate the season. Children plead with a mythical Santa Claus for special toys and gifts beyond measure. Communities and stores mark the season with traditional decorations. Santa Claus and his reindeer, Christmas trees, holly wreaths, mistletoe, and the nativity scene. For the retail sector of the economy, the Christmas season is the most significant and commercially profitable time of the year. Christmas sales promotions begin weeks and sometimes months before December 25th. These decorations and traditions can distract us from the true meaning of Jesus' birth. My friends, what does your Bible reveal about the mission and message of the Messiah, Jesus Christ? Why was He born? What traditions distract us from the truth? And what holy days should we observe? Why did Jesus and the first century apostles not observe His birthday? And what is the missing message so overlooked by the commercialism and pagan traditions that distract us this season of the year? You need to know the true significance of Jesus' birth. You need to know the missing message. Stay tuned. Greetings to all our friends around the world. Many enjoy the December holiday season. Billions of professing Christians celebrate Christmas as the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. Christmas traditions dominate the season. In the Northern Hemisphere, winter scenes feature fireplaces and yule logs, horse-drawn sleds, images of Santa Claus, sometimes on the roof of a house, about to come down a chimney and give a bundle of gifts to each home. And sometimes Santa is flying through the air in a sled powered by his eight famous reindeer. Families focus on the Christmas tree and children look forward to their dream toys under the tree on Christmas morning. Families spend a major portion of their annual gift giving expense during this season of the year. Retail businesses depend on the shopping season for profit 
and survival. My friends, do all of these traditions reveal the real meaning of Jesus' birth? You need to understand the biblical message that millions are missing at this time of year. Why was Jesus born? When was He born? What was His destiny? How does His mission relate to you and me? How does His second coming affect your future and mine? We'll answer those questions on today's program and we'll give you understanding about the true Biblical Holy Days many Christians are actually observing today. What festivals did Jesus and the Apostles observe? Did they observe Christmas? As you read through the book of Acts documenting the history of the early New Testament church, surprisingly, you find no mention of Christmas. But today, billions of professing Christians around the world observe Christmas, some with a deeply religious feeling, other non-Christians keep it as a secular holiday. They think of it as vacation time, just like any other holiday. But there's another tradition at this time of year that affects the pocketbooks and credit cards of millions called Christmas shopping. In spite of the global financial crisis, Christmas spending has increased in each of the last two years. Forbes magazine reported that consumers in the United States alone spent $44 billion on general merchandise retail items in the week before Christmas 2011. That was a 14.8% increase over 2010, according to the retail tracking service ShopperTrack. Forbes reports, according to ShopperTrack, a late holiday shopping surge is not uncommon. Last year, the 10 days before Christmas accounted for 24.4% of total GAFO, that's general merchandise, apparel, furniture, and other, retail sales in the entire holiday shopping season of November and December. Mass marketing appeals to greed and covetousness this season of the year. One upscale department store Christmas catalog last year offered a life-sized edible gingerbread playhouse for children for $15,000. Will humans ever learn the difference between biblical moderation and carnal excess? Even the nature of Christmas shopping is changing. Many no longer brave long lines and big crowds in brick and mortar stores. Instead, they buy online. Marketing firm Comstores Incorporated reported that online U.S. sales in the month before Christmas reached a record $30.8 billion in 2010 a 13% increase over 2009. Comscore Chairman Glenn Fulgoni said, quote, For at least this holiday season, the American consumer has been able to shrug off the continuing economic challenges of high unemployment rates and depressed housing prices and spend at a rate that has been slightly stronger than we had expected. After the past few years' struggles, it is gratifying to see e-commerce return to a state that can only be described as a very merry holiday shopping season. The holiday shopping season accounts for 25% to 40% of annual sales for some businesses. And in 2011, December spending was up 4.7% over 2010. Listen to this USA Today report. A strong holiday shopping season is good news for the economy because it shows shoppers are willing and able to fund a holiday splurge. 
and consumer spending for everything from toilet paper and clothing to medical bills and car payments accounts for 70% of the economy. But did Christ want families to get caught up in consumerism? Did relatives exchange gifts at the birth of Jesus? Or did the Magi give gifts to Jesus' family for some other reason? Do we really understand the meaning of Christ's birth? And are we distracted by some traditions that even have a pagan origin? Have we all been persuaded to overspend by our commercialized, mass-marketing Christmas shopping season? Let's admit it. Millions of professing Christians find this season of the year most stressful in trying to balance a desire to buy Christmas gifts against a limited budget, as nations and individuals experience the pain of a global financial crisis. The mass marketing and commercialization of the Christmas shopping season can tempt us toward materialism and away from the true meaning of Christ's birth. Your Bible reveals the wonderful, awesome, and inspiring purpose for the Messiah's first coming. If you have your Bible, turn to the first chapter of Luke, Luke 1 and verse 30. Let's examine the history of Jesus' birth. You'll be surprised at what your Bible and history reveal about the celebration of Christmas. Just why was Jesus born? His mission and His purpose have often been overlooked by the secular celebrations at this time of year. What purpose was revealed to Mary, Jesus' mother? Luke 1 and verse 30. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel Gabriel told Mary that Jesus was to be a king. He was born to be a king of a kingdom that would never end. About 30 years later, Jesus began his full-time ministry. He began preaching a special gospel. Turn in your Bible to the book of Mark, Mark 1 and verse 14. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching, and what did he preach? The gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The New Testament church of the first century knew the gospel Christ preached, yet that church observed the same holy days that Jesus Christ observed. Those days reveal Christ's glorious mission and God's wonderful plan for humanity. Let me give you an example of a true biblical holy day. Have you ever observed the day of Pentecost? The New Testament apostles did. You can read the fascinating story in the book of Acts. You can read how thousands were converted on the day of Pentecost. Why were they observing the day of Pentecost? Because it was one of the annual holy days commanded in the Bible. As the NIV Study Bible states, Pentecost is also called the Feast of Weeks, Deuteronomy 16, verse 10, the Feast of Harvest, Exodus 23, verse 16, and the Day of Firstfruits, Numbers 28, verse 26. If you would like to discover more about how this topic impacts your life, 
visit us online at www.lcgcanada.org to read our featured literature free of charge. The biblical day of Pentecost began the New Testament Christian Church. If you sincerely want to live by the Bible, you'll also want to observe this biblical festival every year. Did you know that the annual Holy Days reveal God's plan of salvation for all humanity? So why does most of Christianity ignore the biblical pattern of Holy Days observed by Jesus and the Apostles? And why didn't Jesus and the Apostles observe days like Christmas and Easter? Because they were observing the biblical festivals commanded in the Bible. We'll see more examples of those biblical festivals later in the program. In the first part of our program, we asked the question, what is the missing message at Christmas time? The birth of the Messiah was a momentous event prophesied by God's prophets over the ages. Billions of people around the world celebrate the holiday. But do they know the real reason for Christ's first coming? We briefly discussed the distractions and traditions that hide the real message and meaning. Many cities and nations around the world market Christmas shopping and traditions, even in some non-Christian professing nations. Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Mexico, India, China, and Hong Kong. The traditional trappings of mistletoe, Yule logs, and Santa Claus do not reveal the truth of the Messiah's mission. You might say, these traditions are fun and innocent. But my friends, do you look to the world-shaking significance of the Messiah's first coming? My friends, millions of professing Christians have overlooked the gospel Jesus Christ preached. He preached the gospel of the coming kingdom of God. You can read about that in Mark 1, verses 14 through 15. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, will return to this earth to be king over all nations on earth. The angel Gabriel proclaimed in Luke 1, verse 33, of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel Gabriel announced that Jesus was to rule a kingdom that would never end. Jesus himself preached the gospel, the good news of the coming kingdom of God. Handel's classic Messiah is often performed at this season of the year. The prophet Isaiah's revelation of the Messiah is sung in this oratorio. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's Isaiah 9, verse 6. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is now preparing to return to this earth and to establish world peace. He is the Prince of Peace. But how will he establish world peace? Notice the next verse, Isaiah 9 and verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. My friends, can you imagine a kingdom of total world peace? Can you imagine peace and prosperity among all nations when Christ establishes His kingdom here on earth? 
Think of the nations of Asia sending representatives to the world capital in Jerusalem. Nations in Asia, Africa, South America, Australia, New Zealand, and all over Europe will send ambassadors to Jerusalem. The prophet Zechariah proclaims the time when all nations will observe religious festivals in Jerusalem, particularly in the autumn, the Feast of Tabernacles, as it states in Zechariah 14, verse 16. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. My friends, we take so much for granted. And even today, as adults, we take for granted some Christmas traditions without ever searching the Bible for the truth. For example, do you know when Jesus was born? Was he born on December 25th? Turn in your Bible to the account of Jesus' birth in Luke 2 and verse 8. Joseph and Mary had traveled back to Bethlehem for the census mandated by Caesar Augustus. The city was crowded, so Joseph and Mary had to find alternative accommodations. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and placed in a manger or a feeding trough. Notice the setting and the time of the year. Was Jesus born in December on Christmas Day? It may be surprising to some, but we can be sure He wasn't. Luke 2 and verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Again, most Bible scholars plainly admit that shepherds were not in the field in December. The cold, rainy season began long before December 25th. You can check most reputable Bible commentaries. Jesus was born in the late September or early October near the time of an important biblical festival, the Feast of Trumpets. My friends, the Feast of Trumpets signifies the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. If professing Christians would observe the biblical holy days, they would understand the missing message. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 11, verse 15. We've emphasized this awesome future event many times on this program. For those who are familiar with the prophetic end-time sequence of events, the seven trumpets blown during the one-year day of the Lord constitute the seventh seal of Revelation, the last book in your Bible. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. My friends, the Biblical Feast of Trumpets announces Christ's second coming to establish the Kingdom of God on earth. Let's understand, Jesus was born not in the winter, but either on the Feast of Trumpets or near the Feast of Trumpets. That Biblical festival falls on the Roman calendar in September or October in the autumn of the year. In the future during tomorrow's world, all nations, Yes, every nation on earth will observe the biblical festivals, the same festivals that Jesus and the Apostles observed, including the Feast of Tabernacles. The holy days and festivals reveal God's awesome and loving plan for peace and prosperity for all peoples on earth. But today, nations are warring against nations. World War III will envelop the whole world in a conflagration that must be stopped by the King of Kings. 
The nations will gather at Megiddo and prepare to fight Christ at his coming. That battle is referred to as Armageddon, or as it states in Revelation 16, verse 14, the battle of that great day of God Almighty. The nations will lose that war. Christ will reign triumphantly. Thank God that Christ was born to be the king over planet Earth. The seventh trumpet of Revelation 11:15 15 will announce to the world that the nations now belong to the king of kings. God's loving plan for all humanity is revealed in the biblical festivals and holy days. My friends, let's understand. Jesus and the apostles set us an example in observing biblical festivals and holy days, not pagan days and traditions with a Christian name. On today's program, we've seen that mankind's false traditions can distract us from the real meaning of Christ's birth and life. We saw that Jesus was born in the autumn of the year, not on December 25th. He was born to be a king of a kingdom that would never end. Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew 6 and verse 9, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Jesus was born to become the Savior of the world and King of kings. But when was Jesus born? And what tradition claims his December 25th birth date? I challenge you to find out who was supposedly born on that date. Just read any reputable encyclopedia on the subject of Christmas. Jesus was born on or near the biblical Feast of Trumpets. And as we saw in Revelation 11:15, the seventh trumpet will announce his second coming. My friends, the biblical holy days and festivals reveal God's plan for the future of the world and our ultimate destiny. Turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. What else will happen when the seventh trumpet, the last of seven trumpets, sounds? 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. Notice the reference to the last trumpet. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. This last trumpet, the seventh trumpet, also heralds the resurrection of true Christians, and it announces the imminent establishment of the kingdom of God here on the earth. We look forward to the time when faithful Christians will inherit the kingdom. Turn in your Bible to Matthew 25 and verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. My friends, let's look forward to the return of Jesus Christ to this earth as king of kings. Let's look forward to the coming kingdom of God that will bring peace to all nations. Pray for the kingdom to come. Look forward to his return as King of kings and Lord of lords, as it tells us in Revelation 17, verse 14, and Revelation 19, verse 16. 
Christ and the saints will rule the world for a thousand years, as it tells us in Revelation 20, verses 4 through 6. Look forward to a new world of peace and prosperity. All nations will have the opportunity to produce sustainable agriculture, abundant fruits, vegetables, and grains. Christ will stabilize the weather to bring rain in due season. Children will play in the streets in peace, as it tells us in Zechariah 8 and verse 5. The nature of animals will become peaceable, as it tells us in Isaiah 11, verse 6. People from all nations will come to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Tabernacles and to worship the King, Jesus Christ. That's in Zechariah 14, verse 16. My friends, your Bible reveals the annual festivals and the holy days that the whole world will observe when Christ returns. As you study your Bible, you'll learn how Jesus, the Apostles, and the New Testament Church observe the biblical holy days such as Pentecost, the Feast of Tabernacles, and the New Testament Passover. You'll learn why they did not observe man-made traditions and holidays. God's holy days reveal an awesome future when all nations will learn the way to world peace under the kingdom of God on earth. We are moving quickly toward the end of this violent age, and we are moving quickly toward the dawn of tomorrow's world, the peaceful millennial reign of Jesus Christ on earth. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, as it tells us in 1 John 4, verse 14. He is coming as King of kings and Lord of lords, as it tells us in Revelation 17, verse 14, and Revelation 19, verse 16. Thank God His kingdom is coming. That is the missing message. To learn more about the biblical festivals and holy days, please read our booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan, on our website, which will be shown on the screen momentarily. And be sure to come back next week, same time, same station, and learn more about tomorrow's world and the inspiring way of life revealed in the Holy Bible. If you would like to discover more about how this topic impacts your life, visit us online at www.lcgcanada.org to read our featured literature free of charge. The preceding program has been produced by the Living Church of God.